We've got a great episode for you on tap today on Savvy Citizen. We're talking with Earl B. Hunter Jr., who is the president and founder of Black Folks Camp 2, as well as Gaston County's Tourism Development Director, Michael Applegate. They're going to be talking about the partnership that these two have formed and bringing people together from all walks of life to be able to enjoy the great outdoors here in Gaston County. Earl's going to be sharing some great tips with you if you have never camped before or if you're a seasoned pro when it comes to getting outdoors. So we're here with Earl B. Hunter Jr. He is the president and founder of Black Folks Camp 2. We're also joined with Michael Applegate. He is the director of our tourism development department here in Gaston County. Thank you guys both so much for joining us today. Right on. Great to be here. Right on. So we're going to jump in and, and learn a little bit more about Earl, about what Black Folks Camp 2 is all about. And we've been having some exciting conversation before we started the podcast. But Earl, if you can kind of break down, you know, what was the impetus for you in, in founding this company? Oh, right on. So so first of all, thanks for having me. I, I, um, I've been an executive in the outdoor industry for about four years. Uh, and, and at the time, I was the, the vice president of sales for a company that made campers, right? But before that, I had never been camping a day in my life. I had okay. never wanted to go camping. I was a Gucci, Louis Vuitton, sports car driving, Italian right. suit wearing executive, right. and camping wasn't on my mind. However, once I got into the camping lifestyle, the camping industry, I found that the camping lifestyle and the camping industry was amazing, right? But I also found that the camping lifestyle in the industry didn't have many folks to look like me. And I also found that the camping industry and lifestyle, they wanted to see more folks that look like me, which is a black male, in the industry and the lifestyle. So I decided to leave the industry okay. and create a company, which is Black Folks Camp 2, to help drive that narrative. Okay. And so our job is to, to understand why we hadn't seen us in the industry, mm-hmm. why you haven't seen us in the lifestyle. And our job is also to remove fear add knowledge, and invite more black folks to camp and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. And if there are any listeners out there wondering who any and everyone is, I always tell folks, pull out a mirror and look yourself in the face. Right? Mm. <laughs> and so that's who we are. Uh, we are a very uh, unified company in the fact that we are very delightful, and uh, our job is just simply just to change the world. Well, Earl, well, you that's, make a, that's not a small goal at all. <laughs> well, it, it's, not a, it's, it's not a small goal, but it's I got to tell you, though, I, it's not a small goal, but I got to tell you, though, it's only going to happen if we all jump in the boat and we start to row, right, together in regards to uh, this magic of seeing more folks look like me in the outdoors. Because if you love the outdoors and if you love going camping, hiking, canoeing, kayaking, and anything that has to do in the outdoors, you know you hadn't seen that many black folks. You may have seen some a lot here maybe in Gaston County because mm-hmm. we're close to a, a major city. But when you think about uh, different areas uh, in this place, you haven't seen many. Michael, I want to jump over to you in uh, a little bit. How, how did you get hooked up with Earl? Because I know that you guys have partnered on some some different activities over the past couple of years. And I uh, just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on kind of how this uh, collaboration has grown. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Earl. Thanks for coming right on, and being with us today. Uh, but, you know, as a destination marketer, I think one of our big challenges is being able to uh, make an impact on someone or communicate with them in a way that resonates. And one of the things that we have to do is being able to create the image in someone's mind's eye that, oh, I could be doing that. Right. I could put myself there doing that. And I think that's what we have to do. And we're telling a story about Gaston County, what the experience is like in visiting a destination like Gaston County. So we all have those, um, those challenges, you know, and I guess I'm not so arrogant to think I know uh, 
everything about everyone and how they should feel and what the best way to communicate different ideas are uh, to different audiences. But um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure is that we were presenting Gaston County in a way that anybody, anywhere, of any background, of any race, of any culture, of any socioeconomic uh, experiences, could see themselves here doing the things that we all enjoy doing. Right on. So that, that was really important to us, I think, in, in moving forward. And when I heard Earl speak at the Outdoor Economy Conference in 2019, I was already mulling through my mind, you know, uh, how do I hold my feet to the fire in being a good marketer, a good communicator, and making sure that I'm including all audiences? It was just meant to be that Earl was the uh, keynote speaker and out of the, running the whole conference uh, there in terms of keeping everything together. And I uh, just knew that I had to meet him, had yeah. to introduce myself to him and uh, get him involved in our destination because what he was talking about in diversifying the audiences that we're all approaching and how best to do that was exactly uh, a challenge that I needed to, to overcome. Because here locally, I see the diversity in our own marketplace, like Earl said. And I know uh, people of all different types are enjoying all the great things that we have here. But that's just internally what I'm, what I'm seeing. But when we go to market and when we're talking to people in a 300-mile radius up and down I-85, up mm-hmm. and down I-77, mm-hmm. you know, am I also in those feeder markets communicating to the diverse audience that resides in those markets? Right. So Earl has been able to help us do that in uh, what he's undertaken with his company. Well, the bottom line is just, so, just to try to feed off what Michael was saying, you, I just believe that we're better together, right? Yeah. I believe that cities, communities, Everywhere, we're better together, unified, right? Unified in making everything, whether it be the outdoors, whether it be downtown, whether it be anything, we have to figure out a way, and well, we know the way, to get folks excited to live in communities, to enjoy communities, to bring folks into our community to want to enjoy this destination, which is Gaston County. I, when I'm here in Gaston County, I feel like this is my home, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is where I live because I'm treated in a way that it is, uh, it is phenomenal. So for me, working with Michael and working with the, the tourism department, working with everyone in this particular space, I just feel like, hey, why not, why not continue to improve what I've been feeling, right? And so other people can feel that as well when they come, and right. then they'll want to come back more and more and more. And let's not sugarcoat this from an economic perspective. It just makes sense to have visitors come to your city to spend dollars because your businesses – Everything around you become better when we have the funds to make sure that it is better. Absolutely. When I first started uh, working here, especially being part of North Carolina, when uh, HB2 passed. Oh, yeah. I was in a car with my North Carolina license plates uh, going up to celebrate Easter with my family, and I was going through New York City at the time on my way up to Boston. Okay. And I remember hearing on the radio that uh, HB2 had passed, the North Carolina legislature had uh, passed that. Uh, bathroom bill, they were calling it. And right. um, I remember saying, hey, kids, this is a tough time to be in a car with a North Carolina plate on it up in the Northeast because mm-hmm. I don't feel good about that right now considering what just happened. So we had that challenge. And then what was happening a couple of summers ago, it seemed like every conversation was about uh, a Civil War monument that had to sure. come down. So a couple of points there. We were really pushing back on the state, uh, trying not to make life miserable for Visit North Carolina. But as a destination in North Carolina, we were thinking the assembly just made our lives pretty hard in <laughs> right. promoting major events and sports championships here in our destination. People are going to get the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. And then a 
couple of years ago when we were talking about Civil War monuments, where should they be, should they be coming down, all those kinds of things. So like someone on the outside who's just seeing this, uh, they're going to think this is all we're about. And they might have a bad interpretation of that. And if we're not out there telling our story in a meaningful and impactful way, people are just going to fill in the gaps on their own, and they're going to get an idea that is exactly the opposite of who we want to be and how we want this community to thrive. That's a good point. That's kind of what was all going on at the same time as well. So for background, maybe there's some things you can pull out there. Uh, You know, and I believe me, I understand the the importance of being uh, apolitical. Oh, sure. Uh, But sometimes you talk about things that are just human nature, human conditions, Mm -hmm. challenges that we're all facing, and people want to make it political. It's not political to say let's uh, let's let's. Here are our way to be together. Well, let's just keep it real. The only reason why we're in the situation we're in, particularly everywhere, is because we're not communicating very well. Sure. Right? We're not talking about things. I'm not a sugarcoater at all, right? I don't step on, on eggshells when it comes to this work that we do because there's too much, um, there's too much history um, that can unfold and can unfold the wrong way. And then, it, and then when it unfolds the wrong way, then it never gets um, – in, 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 you can never improve it. You can never fix it. You can never – you never want to forget it, but you want to always move forward and try to figure out how we can make it better, right? And so with that being said, I'm a, um, I am tend to be a delightful individual for the most part, you know, but at the same time, I put my foot down when it comes to having communication. I want folks to be able to, to, to have a safe conversation. I want folks to be able to be able to sh- share their opinions, and then we drive on into what we want to get done. If it's not a, a sincere, meaningful measurable conversation, it probably won't be sustainable, right? And I don't like being a part of anything that's just a kumbaya. That's not my thing. I mean, being in the outdoors, it's such a great symbol for that need for great communication. I mean, think about uh, when you're hiking, you're following the blazes to make sure you're staying on the path. You're, um, you know, being respectful of of nature and other people who are going to come back after you. And this is all, you know, related to that idea of communication is the most important thing. Right on. I mean, you know, you talk about the blaze, and I'll get to that in a second, but I always give the analysis of folks in regards to the outdoors. I truly think the outdoors is going to save a lot of people's lives. I think it's going to save America, period, (laughs) but getting folks in the outdoors. And here's why. I always give the analysis. When I'm driving to the airport, and I'm typically late to the airport a lot because I'm trying to get a lot of things done, and I'm driving to the airport, and I may see somebody on the side of the road that may need some help. But if I'm late for my plane, I'm probably just going to drive past them and just kind of throw up the deuce and say, man, I really hope that AAA get them, right? Yep. Well, if I'm on a trail and I see someone and they they fall down and they may twist their ankle and they can't walk anymore and I still have a, somewhere to go and I need to get there right away, there's not there's very unlikely that I'm going to just leave that person just sitting there mm. on a trail. Absolutely right? not. So, so with that being said, and even at that, the campfire, the campfire mm-hmm. – in our logo, which is Black Folks Camp 2, is the portal to amazing conversations. The campfire is the oldest form of light, the oldest form of heat, the oldest form of cooking, and the oldest form of gathering. And once we get around that campfire and it has no walls, we start to have conversation. I said this at, on CBS News. I said we'll find out as people that we'll find out we have more sames than we have differences. And that being said, we can take that same thought process and move that to a 
a, a, a very nice hotel in Gaston in Gaston County. We can we can take that same thought process to move it to some of the some of the major attractions here in Gaston County. We can take that same thought process and move it throughout the whole entire county, and we'll find out we have more sames and we have differences. Well, so, I think that is kind of the entire philosophy, right? That's absolutely. just a mindset, and it applies to anything that we might do. You know, we want to identify obstacles and figure out solutions. You know, particularly in the tourism industry, we are people of action. Absolutely. We want to go have great experiences. We want to share those experiences with our friends and relatives. So we're not just looking to call out the challenges and the obstacles, but how do we reform them? Solutions. How do we change them? How do we make them better from here? And then once we do that, how do we sustain it? How do we continue to grow? And one of the things I love about Gaston County and what we're doing in the outdoors is that we have so many nonprofit organizations that are preserving and setting aside unbelievably beautiful spaces. We're not only setting them aside, though. We're also trying to find a way. How do we activate them in the right way for the general public to enjoy while also sustaining them forever and making sure that they're here? So how do we use them in the right way? So it's just not making the change building it and then letting it happen, but it's making the change, building it, and then continuing to maintain and sustain that going forward. So speaking of great outdoor experiences, I want to get some details from you, Earl, about <laughs> about what do, what do I need to know if I want to go outside? Let's say, let's say I've never been outside right on. like on a trail before. Is it expensive? One, like, do I need to bring a bunch of stuff? Two, uh, and like, where do I even figure out like how to go? Where should I like do? Do I just leave my car on the side of the road? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I'm glad you asked that question because our company was founded on education. Education, education, education. Once folk, we believe once folks are more educated about the outdoors, about the outdoor lifestyle, they then will want to partake in the in, dr drive and get themselves in the outdoors the way they want to. You don't have to go climb up a huge mountain to enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, right? I don't know if I'm ready for that. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to go rock climbing. You don't have to go do any of those things to enjoy the outdoors. Listen. America has 640 million acres of public land. That's a lot. Okay, 640 million acres. And just so happened that a lot of those public lands are right here in Gaston County, right? And so what's really cool about that is you can get out of your car and park at a park and open your car door, open your trunk, pull out your picnic basket, and you can actually go to one of the most beautiful parks here in, in the area, right? When you want to go and go hiking and get some true uh, exercise and really root some muscles and things of that nature, head right over to Crowder's Mountain, right? And then there's so many mountains within that space. And then right right, right below there, there, there are a few campgrounds. What I tell folks is to camp your own camp, hike your own hike, but know before you go, right? Mm, that's it. Know yeah. before you go. Uh, just, I tell folks, you Google everything else, right? Yeah. You can, you, you, if you just type in Google and type in, hey, where do I need to go camping or hiking and things of that nature in Gaston County? You will have a plethora of things that come up. So the there's tons of information out there. But there's also some information on our website, blackfolkscamp2.com, right? There are things that you want to do specifically. If you want to go backpacking, we have questions. We have answers for that. You mm -hmm. want to go car camping, RVing. You want to uh, go hiking. You want to go kayaking, canoeing. Any of those things you can go to our website and find. But However, you can also... Go to Gaston County and find those things as well because well, you have all those things. I'll jump in there because are we, we are actually in the same business, and that's educating, right? I don't. So when we're telling the story of the place, we also have to make sure that we approach people where they are right? and that 
uh, we want to make sure that the information we're putting out can really be seen as a user's guide to the destination. Sure. So to answer some of those questions that you have about how do I do it? Right. So when I see uh, anyone, and I'm trying to put myself in the place of anyone who's interacting with any information that we're making available to them, I'm always checking and checking and making sure that are we putting up information that's helpful? Are we educating people about the way to use it? Everything we put, put out there must be in some way, shape, or form a how-to guide on how best to use the destination. Absolutely. Right. So case in point, you know, we have so many great outdoor areas that we're always talking about hike, bike, paddle, right? And we also know that we have a wide array of experiences from beginner, uh, you know, to really enthusiast, adventurous. So we want to make sure that regardless of the level someone's at or the experience level that they have, that we're giving them a way to do it. And they can enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. If have you have your own, here's where you go. If you need to rent, go here's there. where you go. Right. If, uh, you know, if you don't have any experience, here's to outfit. Here's who you outfit with. It'll take you on a guided tour. Just all those And, and, and I got to be frank with you. This is what I'm talking about when I say I come to Gaston County and I feel like I'm at home because um, I can, you know, although I don't live here in 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 Gaston County, I, I I come here and I love this place because of the fact that if I didn't bring my yak or bring my boat, I can go rent one. If I if I didn't bring my uh, any of my gear, if I or I certainly can't bring the mountains where I live to here, so <laughs> sure. I have to enjoy what I have here or the campgrounds. And I think what I what I love about Michael is 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 that. Um, Early on in the process of inviting folks to the to Gaston County, you know, we thought of a way to really do that in a way for our DEI, which is our digital education initiative. Okay. Right? Digitally, people need to see folks that look like them in the outdoors. Yep. Digitally, people need to see how they interact. Digitally, people need to understand that they can get in a, in a kayak and a boat or go on a trail and go to a campground, see these things, and then folks then have the curiosity on how I'm going to try it and get it done. Are there groups of people who meet up to go camping? And, like, where can I find them if I want to – I don't want to camp by myself. Well, it's funny. You know, so as a company, we're not a group. We're not a group at all. However, though, there are tons of groups that actually um, – that are on social media. If you just type in uh, – I want to go camping, yeah. right? You'll find those things via social media, right? Our job, though, our job and our business and what we plan to do and what, how we're doing it, we want to get folks who already are in the outdoors, mm-hmm. who love or who are enthusiasts to help find those folks who are not in the outdoors and invite them to enjoy all these beautiful lands, particularly uh-huh. here in Gaston County. So you're I- developing evangelists. Absolutely. <laughs> That's have, what we do. I have to admit. And, and enthusiasts, <laughs> right? right? And, and influencers. Yep. Right? I have to admit, I was scrolling through Go Gaston's website literally yesterday looking because I got the email. I signed up for the newsletter. Oh, right. And it, it's Excellent. amazing. No, it's great because um, I saw there are um, these moonlight uh, kayaking tours coming up. Yeah. Um, it yeah. sounded so cool and it, adventures. it seemed very doable doable to me because it was like what twenty five dollars you just show up and there's already a, a kayak there for you and a trip leader and so I I was you know on teams with the budget uh, but that's not no well, trying to yeah. convince them hey y'all don't you want to do this after right. work on Monday <laughs> well and that's the whole point of doing this podcast and talking uh, to savvy citizens all over the county right on and that. Frequently, you will not see what we do here in the local market because, you know, we're funded by the hotel occupancy tax, and we're right. trying to keep that healthy. And what does that mean? That means try to drive people who are 100, 150 miles or more away to, right. yep. to come and have a great adventure with us. Yep. But to the point of ambassadors, we created the newsletter for just that point. 
let's make sure that the local folks know where to go to get information if they're entertaining out of town mm-hmm. guests, friends, relatives, whatever. But also just by reaching out to the 1,700 of us who work here for the county mm-hmm. and making sure that they know what great events are happening and what's happening at the different seasons of the year and what they should keep in mind. That just brings us light years ahead. So it's all those influencers yeah. that we're talking about. It's telling a friend. It's just sharing that knowledge with someone else it, because we're not ignoring it. That's the beauty of social media now is that everyone's communicating with their own audiences all the time, every minute of the day. So everyone can really help us spread the news. Well, you know, you know, being, a, again, a visitor and, and loving um, this city, um, it's welcoming. Uh, I feel welcome. I feel that the city and that Michael and his team and group are doing more to make sure that everyone is welcome. And when you do that, uh, one of the best things that one of the one of the best folks that actually can make uh, a city feel welcome is the people that live here, right? And really understanding that you know this city and where we are, um, they have an opportunity to um, to attract folks to come to the city, to enjoy the city. And then the other thing is to have the folks that live in the city know about the things that are actually going on in the city mm. to actually make the visitors feel more comfortable as they come. Because nobody wants to go to a boring city, right? <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. Nobody wants to say, I'm going to go to Gastonia, but I'm going to go to Gaston, but I'm going to go to another city when we get there, go somewhere else, right? Right. Why not stay here and have everything here and, and make sure that everybody is, uh, is well-informed and then they feel amazingly accepted and excited to be here? I think there is a lot of community enthusiasm for what we're doing, and right. that part of the communication process is an important one because you do need to make sure you create that consistency of message and then just have people being able to reinforce that. Mm-hmm. You know, my staff, the four of us, we're a strong army, an oh, army yeah. of four, but we're not going to be able to take <laughs> nearly a mis- million visitors a year you know, by the hand and show them around the county. Right. They're never going to interact, chances are, with a, one of our staff. They'll see some something that we produced or visit the website or pick up the visitor's guide, but their minute-by-minute uh, experience is going to be with the professionals and others representing us in the hospitality industry. Well, this is the thing i got to tell you about gas and what I like, though. Mm-hmm. I had no clue until maybe last year that you had a baseball team, Yeah, right? <laughs> a baseball team, a major league baseball team of affiliation here in – Gaston County. Mm-hmm. Professional. Professional. Professional independent. Professional baseball. independent baseball team with a stadium downtown. Stadium. Boom. Yep. Booming. That is really, really big. Because when I think about I've been look, I've traveled all over the world and I've traveled to every state in the union. I've traveled all over North America. And 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 to have a baseball, professional baseball team, that's really, really, really big to me. Because it not only is a revenue driver, but it also says that we want to invite more folks to our community because people are coming from all over to see that, right? Baseball yep. still is a huge pastime. Absolutely. Right? And so I thought that was really, uh, you know, whomever uh, decided to have that, uh, that, that done and wanted to drive that, I think that's truly, absolutely amazing. Got to yeah. get those peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Right <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we, the league that we're part of, too, really expands up and down the East Coast. So it's a great way for us to, you know, broaden the appeal of the destination, but then also to redevelop uh, some of these downtowns. You know, in addition to the outdoors, my, my vision, I think, for, 
for the tourism growth of the county would be to, to be able to couple these great recreation trails that we have, whether they be blueways or greenways or bike trails. We have 13 downtowns and business districts. So if we can couple these uh, recreational paths, if you will, and trails with the business districts that offer up the amenities that visitors need, uh, food and beverage, drinks, uh, other supplies, accessories, retailers, what have you, any other amenities that people need, that's when we'll really start to to see big strides going forward. So as we build out the thread trail, as we build out these experiences and connect them back into businesses, people will just spend longer and longer and longer amounts of time out there enjoying the great outdoors. And then more businesses will flock into serving that market in in some way, shape, or form. Right on. Michael, you mentioned a a blue way. Can you talk a little bit more about, because my understanding is that Gaston County kind of adopted its first blue way not too long ago. Yeah, uh, really with the work of Carolina Thread Trail, they've always kind of uh, thought about connecting places in two different ways, right, on the land and on the water, uh, just because of where we're situated, situated here in the Carolinas. For the greenways, you know, we've been doing a lot of great work in our municipal level to help expand the Carolina Thread Trail. But then also when the Thread Trail kind of initiated their blue ways efforts, that really uh, took hold along the South Fork River and in the town of Cramerton. And uh, a lot of those things where some of the initial launches were created. And now we've taken that to the next step along the Catawba River. So kind of two separate rivers, uh, if you will, uh, with the Catawba River and then the South Fork of the Catawba River. And, uh, you know, they both have various points of interest along the way. And almost the way we're trying to theme the destination, I said hike, bike, paddle. But there's also... Uh, common themes that connect places and points of interest within the destination. So the Blue Way is a, is a great message and a great way for us to position and identify the county and telling people when you're out on the water, there are points of interest that you can arrive to mm-hmm. from the water. Right, right. Uh, so just helping tell the story about that and connecting these places so people realize that, well, if we're only going to spend an hour, what should I check out? Right. If we have all afternoon or all day or all weekend – where could I take that, and how mm-hmm. could I arrange a, a trip and an experience that way? Well, you, you think about you're talking about the Blue Way, Michael, and which is really cool, particularly when our in our business and our industry. You know, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. You know, we have uh, you know COVID here, yep. and, and and so you know the outdoors uh, is more and more important right now, right? In regards yeah, to yeah, it's more and more important. So particularly you now, you really want to start, you want to make sure that you're promoting and talk about how amazing Gaston uh, County is in regards to all of the, the blue ways, but all the rivers and things of that nature. And, and, and we want to make sure people are introduced to those particular areas and those rivers, because at the end of the day, you know, those, those areas, those common areas were, were created for everyone. And we want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to understand that they can go there and relax and get a little nature bathing, right? Yes. And, 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 you know, get some wind running through your hair and, and hear the birds chirping and hear the water flowing. But more than anything, just take a break, right? Yes. Come to Gaston County and take a break, right? And, 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 and just enjoy yourself in the spaces that have been created for any and everyone. We're speaking with Earl B. Hunter Jr. He's the president and CEO and founder of Black Folks Camp 2, as well as Michael Applegate. He's the director of Gaston County's Tourism Development Department. If I can, I wanted to touch on something that we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast. 
for you in, in digging into this whole idea of, of encouraging black folks and folks of, of any race and creed to get out and enjoy the outdoors more, what did you find were some of the main hangups in uh, why there isn't a larger group uh, of black folks that, that do camp and do enjoy the outdoors? Yeah, and so I'm glad you asked that question. You know, um, as a company, one of the things I tell our staff is that before we can solve a problem, we truly have to understand uh, the issue, right? Yep. Before we can find a solution, we have to understand the problem. Yep. And what we did last year as a company, we we spent a ton of money and on data. We took out close to 400 people, uh, uh, black folks from 18 years old to 69, uh, folks that made $400,000 a year to zero. Okay. Uh, we took folks, uh, doctors, lawyers, whomever else, and we sprinkled in other demographics in that particular space just so we can understand you know, why we haven't seen uh, more black folks in the outdoors. I know why I wasn't in the outdoors. I know why I didn't go camping. I know why the history of why I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a lot of that history is because of some of the, 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 the heinous things that black folks particularly were, uh, were done to them in the woods, right? Yeah. You talk about some of the, the lynchings and talk about some of the cross burners and things of that nature that yeah. great-grandparents saw in those woods, and that really was trickled down, and it was passed down from generation, generation, to generation, generation. And those folks who understand what generational uh, conversations are about will get this. The folks that won't, they won't. It'll go over right. their head. Right. However, those things were passed down. They're all still passed down now until those things are broken. And so we found that it was fear. We found that there was a lack of knowledge of the outdoors, period, because of that fear. And we also found lack of invitation. And I know the lack of invitation part is very real for sure because I was an executive in the industry of the outdoor industry, one of the only black executives in a $114 billion industry, which is the RV industry. Okay. I was one of the only black executives in that industry. And so I left the industry so that I can actually mold the, in, mold the, the fact that we are missing a big piece of the puzzle because there's a group of folks who have not enjoyed the outdoors like other folks. And so yeah. when you have that, most people say, well, that's, that shouldn't be a problem. These people will go camping. They want to go camping or they'll go in the outdoors. If they want to go in the outdoors. The problem is, is that these folks are paying for 640 million acres of public lands, just like everybody else. Sure. And in order to, and if you want to keep paying for these lands, you have to invite these folks to really enjoy these lands. And so our job is not to say that our company name is Black Folks Camp, too. So we know that black folks already camp. Yeah. We know that they will camp, have camp, and will camp more. Our job is to get more black folks to camp and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. We're not building a segregated outdoors. We're not wanting to just see black folks camp on their own and don't camp with anybody else. Right. That's not our job. Our job is to make sure that everyone is in the outdoors enjoying these, enjoying not only just gas encounter, but just enjoying public lands, period. And so the, those reasons mm-hmm. that have kept many black folks from being in the outdoors, we want to debunk those. We want to remove those fears, mm-hmm. and we want to move forward so we can get some solutions because we believe that once all folks are truly in the outdoors and around campfires and on trails, we'll start to have more conversations, and we will then change the world based on we have more sames than we have differences. Wow, period. That's great. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not a, I tell folks I'm not a very smart man. I'm not a very <laughs> smart man. But I got to tell you, I, I know what the campground has done. 
Yeah. I know what the, the trails have done. I've been there. I've seen three, 400 people. And we've taken them out. And we watched the tears. We watched the hugs. We watched the, uh, the surprises. We watched everything. And I got to tell you, it is a very emotional time when you have people uh, from different backgrounds, people uh, from different races, people from different ages, and all those things. They come together around a campfire on a trail and they start to have amazing conversation, man. It's delightful. And you talked a little bit about you'd played uh, football in college up at App State. And All day. To me, it sounds a lot like the mentality of a locker room. It is. Where you bring people together <laughs> from all races, from different backgrounds, different financial status, different educational status, but you're working together as a team and you've For got For one reason. Goal. Yep. To win. Yep. Right? And I think, uh, you know, I had an opportunity uh, last year – uh, you know, doing right at the time Mr. Floyd was killed, uh, there was a, a ton of groups contacted me and wanted me to come in and talk about unity and things of that nature because that was a time in our country was really a, a huge division and a huge time of just crises at that particular point. Right. You know, football teams were going through the same thing. Oh, yeah. um, uh, baseball teams were going through the same things. And so what I did, I, I went to my alma mater, which is App State, and talked to the football team and made sure I talked to folks on campus to say, listen, the other students are looking to this football team to not only to win, but to show what unity looks like. Mm. You wake up every morning at 6 a.m. to go to practice. You, you, you did all the work in the offseason to, to, together. You go to practice together. You eat together. You work out together. And now it's time for you to go, go play together. And guess what? The people who are actually watching you, the spectators, are together in the stands. Yes. And so we're all in the stand together. When App State wins, which we do a lot, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. And when we lose, everybody's like, oh, together. <laughs> it's no, some people when we win, people are like, yeah. And some people when you lose, like, oh, it's it's all the same. Yep. And that again is the same thought process as when I went to their school and had this conversation and said, we all must get around this campfire and start having conversation. Elizabeth is obviously a little bit more uh, savvy when it comes to camping than I am. Camping is is not my cup of tea. Oh yeah. no, it's yeah, not? <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, you can get you an RV. Oh my gosh. Oh, you get your. You can go cabin camping. You can go so, yurt camping. You can, you can do, do any kind of camping. Glamping, glamping baby. Yeah. Growing up, my my parents, we traveled around the. I'm from Arizona. We traveled around the western part of the U.S. a ton during the summers, and we yeah. had one trip where it's like, all right, it's all going to be camping. We had a really bad experience. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> My dad backed our conversion van into a tree and, and messed stuff up. And it was just, it was kind of it's like. It's your a, dad's fault why yeah. you don't know man. It, it was a comedy of errors. <laughs> and then we were. Family vacation. Man, we were prepared for the fact that in the summer up in the, North, in the northwest, there's still snow on the ground as you get to the higher elevations. Yeah. And so oh, we're yeah. camping along the Snake River and we were reason man know before you go my friend right yeah. so a lot right. of this is education you know um and, and this is the thing i try to tell folks all the time listen i um when i first started off camping i wasn't a backpacker that wasn't my thing i was an rver okay. i like rving i like putting that nice fifth wheel or that motorhome into a <laughs> campground that has a star a uh, coffee shop there you go uh has a uh, a, a um a water park on the beach, mm. things of that nature. That was my type of camping. That's that how I wrote. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. down for that. That's called glamorous camping, which yep. means glamping, right? Hotel I was down wheels. with that, right? Yeah. Hotel on wheels is fine. I can take my family. I can do these things. But then I was introduced 
to a different type camping, which is backpacking. Okay. And I got to be frank with you. I'm addicted to backpacking. <laughs> and the reason why I'm addicted to backpacking is because it takes me back to being an athlete. Right. Okay. I have to I always tell folks, you're going to have to go through something to get to something. Right. And when I want to get on top of a beautiful mountain and, and, and I want to get there and stay there for a while so I can nature bathe, I, I, I take all of my gear and everything I have in that backpack, my food and everything. And I'm there for two or three days mm. and I'm there enjoying it. And what I love about that is no matter who you are, your race, your age, your gender, didn't matter where you come from. If you start at the base of the mountain and you get to the top of the mountain, that means you went through the same thing that I went through. Yep. And that's why I love backpacking. Mm-hmm. So right? Adam shared a horror story of camping. Can you counterbalance that with Absolutely. a good, a good camping <laughs> oh, story? Oh, I can tell you an amazing camping story. My <laughs> son and I camped around the country. We, My son and I, it was in January 2017. I remember I had been working for this company. I had been driving a business and I've been away from home sometimes two months at a time really driving a business. And my son, he was seven years old at the time. He came to me and he said, Dad, you know, you got to talk that talk and walk that walk like you said. You know, mm. you tell me to do that, but you told me you're going to take me to Mount Rushmore. You're not. You're just talking that talk. You hadn't walked it. Oh, and called I was out. Yeah, he called me <laughs> out. Like, and if you know my son, his uh, his trail name is Old Spice, by the way. Oh. And so that's oh why he, uh, he, 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 t- he's, uh, he was seven years old at the time, and I thought he was 19, and now he's 11, <laughs> and I think he's 30, right? Okay. But at the time, he, he, he called me out, so I said, son, listen. On in in the summer, as soon as you, the day you out you're out of school, I'm going to pick you up and we're going camping. We're going camping across the country, right? Okay. So uh, June 2017, I picked my son up from school and and my daughter. My eight my my daughter was at the time she was uh, four. We dropped her off in Chicago at the in laws, mm-hmm. and then I ended up taking my son and we drove about three, three almost three months over fourteen thousand miles and we wow. camped all wow. around North America, including Canada. Wow, we. Had an amazing time. I mean, it was an emotional time. I got I think I cried every day oh. while I was driving. We listened to Hall and Oates. Okay. Yeah. The okay. greatest of Hall and Oates. Every my son knows every song on that. How many seven year olds? I mean, exactly. now eleven could say and, that. You know, and uh, and then and then we listened to uh, the Michael Jackson album, the uh, Off the Wall album. Oh, he okay. knows that album forever. Those are the two. Those are the two songs that we listened to. But what was cool about this? I we went through Minnesota. And, I, and I, we went to all the football stadiums and all that kind of good stuff. So I said, I'm going to introduce my son to another artist. And I'm going to take him to this artist's house. Oh, my God. So we ended up going to Prince's Prince. house, right, yes. and eating prayer. And so I, I took my son there, and then I went. I remember going to Walmart, getting one of those CDs out of the basket there for Prince mm-hmm. album. And I put it in, and my son was like, Dad. I don't really like that as much as I like Michael Jackson. I was crushed. Oh, oh no. I was crushed. Oh. However... I was glad he was like Michael Jackson, and then we just moved on to Otis Redding because he was down with that, right? <laughs> and so we uh, we had an opportunity to go to uh, again see some amazing mountains. Uh, we we saw uh, we were in BC and uh, we 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 saw whales. Uh, we we went all through uh, Kalispell, Montana. Okay, uh, we saw um, amazing animals. Uh, we we encountered every single thing that you can encounter except for bad luck. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. We we had an opportunity to uh, also um, we rated our campgrounds based on the restrooms. Oh yeah. Because many of the <laughs> many of the campgrounds we went to were sort of um, KOAs, to, you know, campgrounds, yeah. and so they were very non-primitive campgrounds. And so we rated everything on the restrooms. Mm-hmm. And my son would go in. The first thing he would do, let me see the restroom. We yep. go in and we saw some that had some five-star restrooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some that didn't. <laughs> but for the most part, we had the most probably one. It, it, it is. To date, the most amazing trip 
I had ever taken in my life. And then my daughter, she wanted to go on a trip, but I ended up taking her from Chicago to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Ooh. And we camped for about five and a half days. And we, okay. we visited Hershey and uh, Hershey, uh, uh, and it was cool. But, but that was, um, you know, I, I'll never forget that trip. He won't. He's, he won't ever forget it. Right. Absolutely right. You know? not. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so you, uh, I didn't back into no tree, by the way. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> We, but we didn't, you know, the thing is how my company was started because of that as well, because we didn't see any black folks. We only saw, really, we only saw one black folk, one black family in mm-hmm. Albuquerque, New Mexico, right? Okay. And at that time is when I started Black Folks Camp too, because the young lady at the, at the campground, she said, uh, well, if you're the only black executive in the outdoor industry, uh, uh, in the camping industry, well, why don't you try to change it? And I said, hmm. And it took a year and a half a year and a half of thinking of the logo, a year and a half of thinking of the thought process, the mind, and how we're going to figure this thing out. And then August, uh, I'm sorry, October, October 10th, 2019, I remember at the Outdoor Economy Conference. That's where I met Michael. And I got to tell you guys how I actually launched our company. I was born. Oh, my goodness. By the Man river. Can sing. In a little tent. Whoa. Just like the river I've been running. Yeah. Ever since spent a long, long, long time coming, and I know, and I know, change gonna come. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that oh change, nice. right oh my gosh, that change is what I was saying that we are going to. Uh, really drive more black folks into the outdoors so we can have more unity mm-hmm. in the outdoors. You're describing your trip, Earl, and really the reason that you're doing what you're doing is the reason why I love being in tourism so much is because we provide the opportunity for people to connect, to have those shared experiences. You think about all the reasons why people travel, to learn more, to learn something different, to experience something new, to spend more time with the family and the people they love. Uh, that's what we're here to try to make happen every day. I we're just trying to make it uh, easier and simpler and more convenient for people to do and to make those connections, to have those shared experiences. So, uh, you know, for whatever reason, whatever is motivating someone, we want to make sure we try to find a way uh, that we can tap into that as a resource and bring people here. If we just have some empathy, right? That's a big word. I love empathy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through something. Everybody's dealing with something, man. Yep. But mm-hmm. if they can come to Gaston County and really enjoy everything here, the outdoors, the indoors, baseball, the people, everything around here, then we have done our job, right? We've done our job because we, we're not here to make everybody feel good all the time. We're here to make you feel good while you're here. Mm-hmm. Right. We want you to enjoy this beautiful place. And, I, and, and and this is what I say in every county I've gone in, every, every, everyone we've ever helped to, to do this and to be a partner with us or be our client, we want you to feel good. We want you to feel delightful. We might be the most delightful company in the world because I'm delightful. I want to feel good, <laughs> man. I, I don't like chaos. I right. want to be able to tell folks what I tell them all the time. I hope you have the most amazing day of your life, and I hope tomorrow is better. It's as simple as that. Mm. I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, 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 this has been a, a very delightful time for me, you know, having this conversation with everybody because uh, I get a chance to share with you what our company and who we are. 
I get a chance to share where we're going. And more than, more than that, I get to talk about the Unity Blaze, right? It's, it's the campfire within our logo, and it means treat everyone everywhere equally. And again, if you're wondering who everyone and everyone is, look in the mirror. Yep. Just look in the mirror. Yep. Well, Earl, Michael, thank you so much. Fantastic conversation today for um, anybody that, that wants to be interested in uh, learning more. Uh, we talked about the two different websites. We've got, uh, Michael, if you can plug the tourism development, and then uh, I'll let uh, Earl plug his website as well. Yeah, we'd really love all the citizens to check out uh, our website frequently to keep up to date on what's going on. It That's at gogastonnc.org. And then on social media, we're at Go Gaston NC. Right on. And our website is Black Folks Camp 2. That's T-O-O. BlackFolksCamp2.com. And we'd like you to go to our website, learn more, but make sure you go to our online shop and get your Unity Blaze sticker and patch and coffee and T-shirt and get your Black Folks Camp 2 T-shirt, all that. We want you to enjoy the enjoyment that we have, uh, giving you guys more enjoyment. How about that? Awesome. Right on. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.